Welcome to the 10 Minute Top 10, a podcast series brought to you by the Georgia Partnership for Excellence in Education. Our goal is to spotlight research and policy content that informs the daily work of Georgia's education leaders. Today, we hear from Dr. Tim Sass, the Faculty Director for the Metro Atlanta Policy Lab for Education. Maple partners with five of the largest school districts in the state. Collectively, these school districts serve 30% of Georgia's public school students. Tim will share the updated findings from a study that assessed student academic outcomes coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. His research touches on several issues explored in the 2022 Top 10, the top two being how to accelerate learning for all students and how districts can leverage federal pandemic relief funding to reimagine how they serve students. I'd like to welcome Dr. Tim Sass to the podcast. In the introduction, I mentioned that Maple released an initial report on student achievement in spring 2021. So, Tim, could you um, kind of summarize how student achievement has changed since you released the initial report? Sure. Um, So uh, we are uh, working with uh, multiple school districts in the metro area, and uh, three of the districts um, participated in this study. Our our first uh, look was in the middle of school year 2021. And at that time, we saw that uh, student achievement had declined uh, across three uh, school districts in our study, uh, though the extent of the decline varied across districts and, and varied across uh, geographic areas and uh, student populations within the districts. Um, subsequently, we've issued a second report that updates the first one covering data through the start of this last school year, school year 21-22. And what we're finding is that uh, in some cases, students have nearly recovered uh, back to their uh, pre-pandemic achievement levels, uh, but in other cases, they haven't. Uh, So for example, in in Fulton County, the the average student is um, nearly at pre-pandemic levels in both math and reading. But there's quite a bit of variance. Uh, Kids in South Fulton um, have not caught up. And the same is true for other districts that um, in uh, Clayton County, uh, students uh, are still substantially below their pre-pandemic levels. And we're not seeing uh, much recovery there. And the third district, which shows be anonymous, uh, we see some recovery, but they're still uh, below pre-pandemic levels. Great. Your findings reinforce what we've seen from national studies that use formative assessments to evaluate how learning disruptions vary based on geography, race and ethnicity, and grade level. Could you highlight for us how school systems can develop interventions aligned with evidence-based practice? Sure. Uh, so I mean, one thing that the analysis is telling us is that uh, many students are, are not catching up simply by returning to in-person learning. And so it's, I think, important that districts consider interventions uh, that are evidence-based that would help these students accelerate their learning and catch up to pre-pandemic levels. And the the research is pretty clear on methods that are effective at accelerating learning. One is high intensity tutoring, uh, 
where uh, students receive tutoring multiple times a week uh, for an extended period of time. Another uh, avenue is extended uh, learning time, be it after school or during the summer or during school breaks. Um, with uh, both these approaches though, um, there are challenges. So I'll see um, getting uh, uh, tutors is difficult given the, the current labor market and difficulty schools are having just uh, holding on to the teachers they have. And then um, uh, learning outside the, the typical school day be it summer school or um, after school programs, uh, it's been difficult to get uh, participation uh, from students. Yeah, and that poses um, a unique challenge too. I think we're talking about the use of federal funds as well and how those can support evidence-based practice. Um, these are interventions that some districts have pursued using federal funds and some, many are using federal funds for these two purposes for the first time. So um, obviously it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting um, take on that, but we also know that when we're talking about high intensity tutoring and extended learning opportunities, those are things that particularly the state could maybe help with as well. Um, are there, any things you think that state policymakers can do to support acceleration regarding high intensity tutoring or extended learning opportunities? Well, um, so when the, the state uh, distributed federal funds, one thing they, they did was to require districts to, to state how they were gonna use those funds. And in that process, uh, made districts aware of evidence-based practices, be it high-intensity tutoring or extended learning time and so forth. Um, but it, it, as you know, in, in Georgia, we're, we're very much a local control state. So uh, districts have wide latitude in how they use those funds. And uh, we've seen a, a quite a bit of variation in, in how districts within Georgia are using uh, federal funds from the um, Recovery Act funds and other uh, COVID relief funds. Um, I mean, I suppose it's possible the state could uh, help develop a, a pool of tutors uh, that districts could draw on, but um, really in Georgia, this is going to be a, an issue that districts have to, to handle. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... I would like to give a plug for federal programs too. That was a group that I uh, was a part of at the Georgia Department for two years. And yes, it is really interesting how you balance local control, but also trying to provide um, advice and technical assistance as well to support um, these efforts. And so I do know that the Georgia Department of Ed, both through federal programs and through their new Office for Rural Education have uh, really made strides in trying to be servant leaders in this area. So, um, um, Tim, in the actual report too, um, there was kind of an inkling that there'll be continued um, 
research that Maple will do in this area. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit about kind of future directions of this research? Sure. So, so there's two things we're doing. Uh, one is to, to continue to track student progress uh, amongst the participating districts. So we'll be coming out this fall with a, another update that will cover through the end of last school year, uh, school year 21-22. And then the other thing we're doing is working with our partners to help them understand the impacts of the acceleration strategies they're engaging in. And um, hopefully that information will be useful as they decide how to modify those programs moving forward, um, you know, whether it's uh, adding additional days to summer or uh, having more intensive tutoring, uh, having a more targeted approach, um, maybe uh, coming up with incentives for participation. So. Um, we're looking at a, a variety of initiatives from online uh, tutoring to summer school uh, and hopefully bring evidence to, to help uh, guide future decisions. Well, that would be great as um, district and school leaders are trying to fine tune these strategies. And if anything, we've learned from COVID, I feel like, Tim, it's this idea that um, kind of extended learning opportunities and um, after school and summer learning are ways that we can support um, improved student outcomes, especially for students that um, would benefit from that acceleration. All right, well, um, that wraps us up for today. I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Tim Sass, and um, we, will, um, we will append the research um, to this podcast so that you can read it and be able to kind of understand the implications, whether you're a district leader, state legislator, or maybe even a, a state agency uh, staff person that wants to help districts improve in this area. So thanks, Tim, and uh, we'll look forward to that research. When will uh, when do you anticipate the the third report will be coming out? Um, I suspect probably um, in August or September. We're we're working on the the numbers right now. Well, great. Well, that sounds like it'll be here pretty soon. Then thanks for your time, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Bye-bye. You've just listened to the 10-Minute Top 10, a policy-oriented podcast from the Georgia Partnership for Excellence in Education. Join us again soon as we speak with state and national experts about various topics highlighted in the 2022 Top 10 Issues to Watch.